When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning. It's Monday, April 24th. And if you can hear it in my voice, I'm still sick. (laughs) So uh, literally to set the episode up, I'm going to go over three, four, five things. They'll be pretty good in topic length probably, but uh, the overall topics are sell in May and go away. What does that mean? You'll hear that saying over probably the next two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, however many weeks, uh, you know, the market may have to go down, blah, 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 whatever it is. You'll hear sell in May and go away. Uh, earnings this week. It's a big week of tech earnings. So we'll go over some uh, tech earnings. Not too many, but maybe I'll just go Microsoft and Google. Um, and I want to go over the core portfolio. Uh, the one in TrendSpider. Um, that if you are a subscriber to TrendSpider, I've shared with you. Uh, you can get it. No problem. Uh, it's in there. Um, the other thing that I wanted to go over is just SPY versus uh, the Dow Jones versus uh, NASDAQ versus the Russell uh, 1000. So um, let's go over that first. Here's the chart. I mean, this is year to date. SPY is up 8.24%. NASDAQ is up 19.71. Dow Jones is up 2%. And the Russell is up 2%, 2.4%. So you've got these lines that are trailing. Either the NASDAQ has to come down, the SPY has to come up, or uh, you know IWM and DJI, which are both right around the same, they have to come up. I think you'll meet somewhere in the middle here around SPY. I think SPY at 8.24%. I think we may go down to 6 I think the NASDAQ has the biggest fall, if you will. If you look at the one-year performance, then the Dow Jones is just up one year it is down 0.01. That is the best performer. The Dow Jones is down 0.01. QQQ, which is the NASDAQ, is around 5.25. SPY is down 5.9. And the Russell is down 10.2 because I think it's, it, what, 60% of the Russell doesn't make money. Um, you take a look at the three-year. What's performing in the three-year? They're all kind of in the same, same realm. They're up like 50% over three years. Um, the Dow Jones is greatly underperforming at 43%. The QQQ is the greatest one at 54 Then we look at five-year, and you can see how good, how good the NASDAQ is. 97%. So you can see in most of those numbers, the NASDAQ either will continue its outperformance or it will fall back. You know, you look at the six-month, the, 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 the QQQ, the triple Qs are still greatly outperforming at 4.15%, say. Um, even over one month, you can look. <laughs> and over one month, the Dow Jones um, is actually leading the way, 3.83%. SPY, 3.24%. Um, yeah. You can just take a look. Seeking Alpha, it's free to do this. Just compare the charts. Simple, easy view of that. So sell in May and go away. What does that mean? 
Well, sell in May and go away means that, um, and I heard this from a, uh, an analyst, um, it doesn't mean, hey, sell all your stuff in May and just go away. Uh, while you do that, um, it's been shown that that does not work. I think it's like 60 out of the last 70 years. You would have wound up losing money. Something of that sort. Some crazy, crazy um, uh, thing of that sort. It means that the, the, the summer, people go on vacation. Traders go on vacation. Hedge funds typically don't have a ton of activity. So there's less stuff going on. Um, you can think of last year. Think of last year in May. <clears throat> we were down low. And then June had a fantastic month. Uh, it wound up losing it in the middle of June, going into July, and then August was bad, um, and then September, and we all know that the lows were hit in October. You can see that right here. The lows were October. But let's look at a monthly. We'll go to a, You know what? We'll go to a weekly so we can see the last year. Um, here is where 2022 started. And let's look at May. See May? It's kind of just floundering around, but you had June. Then in August and September. So what this analyst that I was listening to with sell in May and go away met, said was it really probably means go away in August and September. Um, you know, most crashes that we've had in the market have happened between the August, September, and October timeframe. Then November and December are traditionally pretty good months, traditionally. So, um, yeah. I don't think you sell in May and go away. I think what you do is if you're looking at rebalancing and looking at an opportunity um, to maybe get rid of some of your losers and maybe add to your winners, then maybe sell your losers in May and then come back and start um, you know, rebuying them in the August, August time frame when it's weak. So again, you want to buy low, sell high. That's essentially what you're doing. So, uh, next thing that I wanted to talk about is the core portfolio. And let's take a look at some of the core portfolio on the four-hour algorithm. Um, the four-hour algorithm is an algorithm in TrendSpider that I have that looks at some of these stocks. Just for instance, Apple, if you use this over a two-year period, uh, it's a thousand candles. Um, over, and that's basically a two-year period. Um, if you just bought when the algorithm told you to buy <clears throat> and sold when the algorithm told you to sell, you'd make 44%. Well, over two years, you've made 22%. You've doubled your performance. So the algorithm is in TrendSpider. If you want it, sign up for TrendSpider. I'll share it with you. I'll share you the 65-minute algorithm that we have, which is good for day trading. I'll share you this core portfolio that I'm, I'm going to go over with all these stocks. Uh, Apple's earnings are coming up May 4th, so they're not this week. They're one of the biggest, um, they're the, I think they're the largest company uh, in, the, in the stock exchange. This drives the market, and I talk about it all the time, about the button hook, and I know it's been a week since I was on here, so probably haven't heard a lot of my terms again, but the button hook is when it hooks over like this. You can see, look at this one. So this got you in in January, and then it rode up here, and you had the button hook. And it button hooked and then just dove down. Well, the button hook may be happening here. Don't know. It's a big week of tech earnings. If for some reason, uh, Google, Microsoft, and others, and Amazon start bringing down their projected projected earnings, maybe you'll see Apple follow and the button will hook will happen. 
This has you in at 153. Right now you're trading at 164.70. It's down 0.2% in pre-market. Um, in my mind, I think you want to buy this in the 150 uh, handle. I don't think you want to buy it in the 160 if you think that this week is going to be a crazy good earnings. I just don't know. I mean, here's the thing. When you go and you look at Finviz, finviz.com, if you guys don't know, is the greatest website uh, for all of your information. The PE of Apple is 28. The forward PE is 25. Year to date, you're up 27% in Apple. 27%. The average, tar average target price is 170. So you're trading right about the average target price. Do you think that, that there's stuff that's not priced in? into Apple, meaning the headset that's coming out in June, uh, meaning the, um, the journaling app that's coming out in June, uh, meaning the new watch OS and, and potentially a new watch that's coming out in June. Um, and by the way, the headset is getting some mixed kind of reviews. Um, I've heard people, employees have banned, like just totally trashed it. They don't think that it's worth it. I'm hearing it's going to be about $3,000 price point. Um, which is crazy, but there was a reporter who had access to it and who absolutely said it's game-changing. It is 100% the next Apple product that will absolutely take off in the wearables division, um, believing that what Apple has done is use it, uh, it, it is produce basically apps and things. So exercise. You'll be able to exercise with this and the, um, the, the sensors on it will be able to tell how you're performing on your exercises, um, meaning games. You'll be able to actually game uh, significantly with the headset, meaning the integration of uh, a screen to watch movies and things on, uh, the equivalent of movie theater-style giant IMAX screens. Um, so they believe that it's good. So, you know, again, Apple, do you want it? Eh. I'd say kind of hold off. Uh, I'm not adding to it. I add to it on dividends pretty much exclusively. Uh, I'll probably trim a little bit of Apple when it gets to 170, honestly. Um, you know, in the next couple, next couple of weeks, if it gets to 170, I may trim some and just take some profits because it, it's, it's taxable. And so I've got to sell some of my losers to, in order to, you know, keep my income, but we'll go over taxes for another day. Amazon. I said, get Amazon below a hundred. You're kind of hovering. The 200 day right here is at 95. Again, this is the four hour algorithm. So if you're looking at the daily, it's a little different. You got a gap here about 97. You'll have a chance to get this under 200 again. Their earnings are coming up April 27th. So Thursday, um, you, you know, there's a gap up here at 108. Do you cover that gap? Eh, maybe at this point, you do. Maybe we have one more day of up. Uh, right now, it's up 0.57. All they have to do is talk about robots and AI, <laughs> you know, and job cuts. Um, you know, maybe they, they talk about bigger job cuts and, and bigger savings. Um, so that's typically what they're talking about. We have Boeing. Boeing getting under 200. You'll be able to get this under 200. Uh, it's still a, an iconic company, but under 200 for Boeing. Bank of America, uh, your boy here has added to it, but anything under $30, I think, Bank of America is absolutely 100% fine. They already had their earnings, 34 cents per share. Um, they're, you know, I'm sorry, 94 cents per share. They're perfectly fine. Uh, even Jim Cramer says they're perfectly fine. 
um, you know, I personally own it. I think this is at least a $40 stock. I just bought it around 30 bucks. I've added to it while it's below 30. $30 is your swing price on that one. Cleveland Cliffs is a little bit, <clears throat> uh, I got sick and I traveled in between this one being a falling knife. Uh, I am still in it. I felt guilty. I didn't want to be on the, you know, not doing a podcast and having sold it. I do have a small position. I bought, I think at about 18 or 19 bucks. Um, I'd have to look at it. But I, like I said, anything under 20, I believe you can buy. And at some point, I think you get up to 30. I was showing this on YouTube before. The danger that you have is when we go back and we look and we look at pre-pandemic here. So here's the pandemic. Here's COVID. What was it selling for before that? It was between 8 and $10. So why do I think this is a $30 stock? Because it's gotten up there a couple of times. Um, I think the valuation is there in a good economy. This is March of 2022. This was when um, you know, we saw inflation. We saw things uh, you know, happening. These guys have cut their costs and increased their prices, successfully increased their prices. So when we look at this one on the algorithm, the algorithm actually winds up losing you 5%, but it outperforms because over two years, you'd lose 15% on this stock. So you lose 5% on this one, but I'd say there's good trades and there's bad trades in this. Um, meaning, you know, if you got in here at 20, you didn't get back in at 20 here. Um, you, you probably sold up here at 22. You didn't wait for it to, uh, you got your 10%. So I, I, in, in this one, I think the algorithm underperforms, but I think just eyeing these charts, you could absolutely do it. Would I be getting in here? No, there's no confirmation. You have your earnings coming up. Um, today after the bell. I think they'll report a decrease in cost and an, an increase in profits. So I think you're fine. Cleveland Cliffs, I think you're fine. But I would probably not be in that one. If you have some losses, take your losses. I think it could go down. You don't want to hold and, and risk it. Costco, uh, under 500. You're trading at 506. It's been under 500. Uh, under this is a great company. Their dividend is coming up on May fourth. Their earnings don't come up until May twenty fifth. You don't have a ton of catalysts around this. Their dividend is not huge. Um, let's see what their dividend is. It's a point eight one, so it's not even a one percent dividend. Um, you know, it's, it's but under five hundred dollars, you add to it, and I think you just hold this one. Honest to God, I just think you just hold this one. Disney, get it under 100. It's trading at 99.99 right now. Uh, if you get it under 100, just buy it. I think my average purchase price is like 110. I bought a bunch right around earnings around 110, and I didn't sell it around one. I think 120 it got up to. But Disney's a great company. They are embroiled with some some scandal in Florida, but eh, they'll be fine. Devon Energy, they have some problems. You're seeing the button hook happen right here. The buy-in was at 48. Um, you're at 43, uh, 53, so you've got your 10%. Get out. If you're, if you're in there, I would say get out. Don't wait for the second leg. Um, but I hold, and I think my average purchase price is somewhere in the neighborhood of uh, 53. This is a long-term hold, and the reason it's a long-term hold is their dividend. Their dividend's not in danger. Uh, their dividend is 9.44% yield. So I hold for the long term because I do sell um, based on tax situation. I hold this in an after-tax account and a uh, IRA. The IRA, I get in and out fairly regularly. 
And so I, I've sold out of the IRA just because of this button hook. I took my 10%. Um, yeah, I've been screaming about Devin. I think anything under 60, I think you buy anything, you know, specifically under 50, you load up on. Google, we buy GOOG because that's the better performing of the two. I have to redo that look again. Um, but Google, their earnings are coming up, I think on Wednesday. Nope, tomorrow. Tomorrow, their earnings are coming up. Google, all, all they'll mention is AI, <laughs> how their BARD system's doing great, how they're going to integrate AI into their office suite, into everyday search patterns, blah, blah, blah. You're going to see a pop. Under 100, load up on Google. Um, there is a, and you can Google it. Christian brought up a great point. Netlist uh, versus Google lawsuit. Google it. Seeking Alpha has a bunch of articles on it. Uh, you'll see it's a patent infringement lawsuit. Um, it could be big, could be huge, could be a game changer. Um, but I still like Google. Y you know, sell it for tax purposes. Um, don't sell it because of a, a lawsuit. But, you know, the, the largest patent infringement in the history before was like $2.5 billion. Um, they're saying that this one could out outpace that one. But understand, I think it's one writer on Seeking Alpha that's writing all this. So uh, they may be talking book. Uh, Goldman Sachs, they had their earnings. There's nothing crazy about this one. If you have an Apple card, sign up for the savings account. It's 4.5%, I think, uh, is what you get. <clears throat> so if you use your Apple card you get your, you, and you know it, you get your cash back daily, and then you're earning 4.5% as it's transferred into your savings account. It's run by Goldman Sachs, that card. So I think Goldman Sachs, once mergers and acquisitions start coming back, Goldman Sachs and JP Morgan will be the one. I, I chose Goldman Sachs. And you know, the reason I chose Goldman Sachs is because JP Morgan has ties with Jeffrey Epstein. So I'm not a fan of, uh, of what happened. Uh, I think top management knew exactly what happened. I think they did some shady shit. I'm not for it. So I'm not a big Jamie Dimon fan. Eh, whatever. Coke, their earnings, uh, they reported this morning, 68 cents per share. I said buy it under 60. If you got this under 60 uh, back in, in March where I was telling you to buy it when it was under 60, you're close to 10% on that one. It's a great company. I just buy and hold. I haven't sold a dime of Coke. I've held it for years, I think, since, uh, since I started drinking Coke in 1995. I wound up buying it. So I just buy and hold it. Meta, if it gets under 200, you want to buy this one. Their earnings are coming up uh, Wednesday, Wednesday after the bell. Uh, he is going to talk about the efficiency as to how they're going to probably lay off more people. Uh, this one is just going up based on valuation. Remember how I said Apple was a uh, uh, PE of 26? This one has a PE of 24, a forward PE of 17. If they announce, if you know, Meta is able to increase, and remember, they had a horrible, horrible 2021 and a horrible, horrible 2022. This is just a company that was beaten down from a $350 price. Um, let's see here. We'll go back. We'll look at the monthly. Let's take a look at the monthly. Uh, in October of 2021, they were trading to close to $400, $377. So you're just taking a look at that slide. It's only halfway back. So I, I, again, I think Meta... I'd like to see it under $200 for you to get it, but doesn't mean you can't add a little bit here at 214 just in case their earnings blow stuff away. 
MPLX. Again, this is the core portfolio in TrendSpider, but MPLX, um, great, great dividend. I hold it. It's an energy stock. Um, it's an 8.9% dividend, up 5.9% year to date. Name an energy stock that's up. Well, year to date, MPLX is. Their earnings are coming out May 1st. They've already had their ex dividend date. They typically announce their dividend and earnings <clears throat> to 35. I think you're fine. Merck, I'd like it to see you get it closer to 100. This is just a great company. Uh, I put it in here recently. Uh, mRNA, which is Moderna. This is due for a hype cycle, and their earnings are coming up May 3rd. Um, this is an absolute 100% trade, and I think 140 has provided a couple of bounces here. You can see this one back in October, trading at about 136. They bounced all the way up to 215. So do I think that that's going to happen again? Eh, I think you'll get it 140. I, I think they're going to announce that they're losing money. So I probably would not buy it before earnings unless you start to see it go up. I would probably trade this one on the 65-minute algorithm. The 65-minute algorithm on Moderna uh, for eight months because 1,000 candles only goes eight months. You lose 9% versus losing 0.22%. But look at all those buys and sells. This is where it's, it's just capitulating here. And you can't make money when a stock capitulates like that. So I'd probably trade it on the 65, but be a little bit smart. Buy it under the 200-day where it is, um, and you could probably hold it. Again, that's a hype stock. Eh, is it going to zero? Probably not. Um, Microsoft, all they'll talk about is ChatGPT. 100% all they'll talk about is ChatGPT. It's at 284 right now. I think anything under 260 is your target. Um, I, do I think it's getting under 260? I don't know. I mean, the, the, the AI trade is so strong, which brings us to the next one, NVIDIA. Um, this one, I do think that there's a, this gap down here about 211, 223. I think if it gets to the 250 mark, I think you load up on this one. This one has just been a monster. Let's see. NVIDIA year to date up 85%. In one year, you're up 26%. In six months, you're up 125%. That move right there has just been historic. Their PE is 155. So is it possible they come back? Absolutely, it's possible they come back. Absolutely. Oxy, Occidental Petroleum, I have this in the core portfolio. I say 60 is your swing. You're at 6181. Uh, you saw that button hook. The algorithm has you out probably get out. The earnings are coming up May 9th. So no real catalyst in the future, just oil. Uh, Pan W, uh, when I say oil, by the way, there is a catalyst of oil uh, supply and demand as China opens up, as Russia pulls back, as OPEC pulls back, and as the US is reluctant to open up new drilling. Um, you have a supply issue. Palo Alto Networks, I love this one up here. Uh, 200, anything over 200, I say you sell it. Uh, anything about 160 to 180, I think you buy it. It's got this gap down here, which is going to be a magnet. Uh, I personally own it. I own it in the long term. I think I'm over one year on some shares. I'll probably look to sell some of those long term uh, gains so I can take a 15% instead of 20% tax bill. Pepsi, same thing as Coke. Their earnings are coming up April 24th. Great company. I think you buy it anywhere about 170. Uh, the 170 handles where you want this one. QCLN, this is my uh, clean edge energy. 
it's a uh, ETF, hasn't been doing well at all. Not at all. I mean, up here at 57, you're down here at 47, had a bunch of buy-ins. Um, uh, the algorithm loses you 11% buying and holding. This one loses you 31%. It's just been the clean energy trade. Just hasn't been a good trade. Qualcomm, I think 112 is your swing point. Say 115. It's at 117. Um, their earnings are coming up on May 3rd. Uh, Roblox, it's almost under 40. This is a hype train. When it's under 40, you buy it. When it's over 40, you sell it. You can wait till it gets down here. It's probably going to come down here to about 32 or so. Uh, I think that one. Remember Shopify uh, <coughs> had earnings. I said, yeah, you probably want to sell before earnings on this one. Uh, this was back in February. <clears throat> they had their earnings. They gapped down. I said that gap's going to get filled. And I said, wait till it gets to 40. Never really got below 40. But it got it to 41. You got a 10% gain right there. You got back in at 48. I think you're going to cover this gap to 52. So 48.93. I think you're good buying at 48.90. As long as you're okay holding. Your earnings are coming up May 4th. That's the danger is that earnings somehow do worse. I don't think they'll do worse. But God. Snowflake. Snowflake's getting ready to pump either way. Um, this one is one that I bought and, and I hold for a long term. I think my average purchase price is about 150. That's where it's been capitulating. That's where it's putting in its platform. Now, if the, the market turns around, if Snowflake does something wrong, eh, could get wrong. Simon Property Group. Uh, I say anything about 110 on this one is a great buy. Um, I've liked this at 120. I've liked this at 130. I've also liked this at 60 and 70. I traded this one throughout the pandemic. Target. Uh, remember I said that that gap up to 177 was going to get filled? Well, it did. It did. There's another gap um, uh, up here to 211. I think that one gets filled as well. Do you want to buy in here? Eh, I'd say 150 it, where it probably will hit at some point. Your earnings are coming up May 16th. Um, let's look at Tesla. Tesla, I don't think it's done going down. You're down here. I think you're going to cover this gap down to about 150. In the 150 handle, I'm adding to it. Simple as that. Uh, Taiwan Semiconductor, 85. Eh, don't add it. Uh, I think you can get down to about 70 on this one. Uber, almost under 30. When it gets to under 30, load up on it. You're at $30.83. You can load up on it today. I think it's at least a $40 stock. United Healthcare, we've talked about anything over 500, which it did get up to 527 here. You sell. Anything under 500, you buy. Same as Costco. Same damn thing. Walmart at 152, it's still a good value. I mean, if we're heading into a recession, I do all my grocery shopping at Walmart. So uh, the two, uh, the, well, the one that I have is XLY consumer discretionary. I kind of picked this one this year as my pick of the um, spider sectors that I thought would, would perform well. So I have this in my, the core portfolio. Uh, XOM, Exxon, I think this is at least $120 stock. It's at $115. Decent dividend. I think of all the big uh, oil producers, I think that's the one that, that, that I'm sticking with. So let's talk about scans now. Uh, earnings this week, by the way, if you want to see the earnings this week, I'm not going to go over all of them. Uh, you can go to earningswhispers.com. Earningswhispers.com is the best site just to look at the earnings, see what's up, what's coming up, what's getting traded, 
they'll tell you the top ones before the market, after the market, um, based on the calendar. Uh, Square or Block SQ, uh, it had a cross up at 63.48. 63.48. I personally own this one at a significantly higher price. You got this gap up here between 70 and 72. I think you're fine buying it here. Honest to God. The RSI is down low at 42. I think you're good. Uh, XLP, we talked about sectors. XLP is consumer staples. This one had a secondary cross-up. The initial cross-up was at 72. You're trading at 76. I think you're putting in double tops here. So I'd be a little bit concerned that it, it is getting toppy, but it did have a cross-up. It was a secondary cross-up. Um, Norwegian Cruise Lines. I've traded this one in the past. It is super expensive. And it's capitulating down here between 12 and 13. It, it's right in the middle. Their earnings are coming up April 28th. You could be in for a big pop because I do see that the gap has been covered, but it's under its 200 day. And, and I think, you know, again, are people going cruising? If your family's cruising, buy Norwegian Cruise Line. Annalie Capital, this is for, uh, like they say, Virginia's for lovers. Annalie Capital is uh, for the dividend lovers. <laughs> it's the Virginia of dividends. Uh, NLY, this has a cross up here and it's a secondary cross up. The initial was at 1884 back on March 16th. You're trading at uh, eight, 1934. So it's a buck higher than where the initial one was. But you're seeing it's kind of putting in that floor right here at 1848. So here's what you have to know about Annalie Capital. Uh, long term, it's probably going to lose you money. The dividend is at 13.44%. Yes, I said that right, 13.44%. And its dividend X date just passed on March 30th, so you don't have another dividend um, uh, until it looks like it may pay quarterly dividend. So uh, you may have one coming up uh, soon in, in June. Uh, but here, April 26th, you can see it reverse splits just to try and keep it, keep it you know, in that $10 range. So I personally don't think that it's worth a long-term investment, but if you love dividends, Annalie Capital. PG, oh, and the reason, and if, you, if you're new listing, the reason I don't love dividends is because um, uh, if you pay out a big dividend, uh, and oil companies are famous for this. If you pay out a big one, uh, you typically don't reinvest in the business. So you trade growth for your dividend. Simple as that. Procter & Gamble secondary cross-up. Your boy owns, what, one or two of this in my Weeble account. Um, I am taking a, uh, a trade, a, um, a Weeble $1,000 um, uh, challenge for the year. So Procter & Gamble is one that I hold. I just love it. Then it had a secondary cross-up, but it's probably too expensive. Buy it in the 130 range. It's trading right now at 155. <clears throat> You'll probably have a chance to get it. CEG, Constellation Energy. Uh, 76.33 is the cross-up right here. Um, your uh, earnings are coming up May 3rd. This one has been on a slide. Uh, if we look at this one from a... Let's look at it from a pandemic standpoint. I can't even pull it back to that date. Uh, looks like this one's a little bit new, but CEG is one. Uh, these are just big boys that I pulled up on, on most of the uh, indices trackers. Mondelez. <laughs> this one has been a monster. 
Uh, Mondelez, 65, looks like 70, 65 was the initial buy-in year at 71. This is another cross-up. So it's doing really well. The MACD kind of came down, uh, but the stock price just kind of hovered, which is a bullish. The RSI is at 62, so you have to be worried there. Eli, Eli Lilly, LLY. This is one that has the secondary cross-up. This has been a monster as well. 319 was the initial buy. You've covered your gaps. You're at your high. It's a little bit, a little bit extended for me. Colgate Palmolive is the final one. CL. Um, Colgate Palmolive, you had the initial one at 73. I think anything below 80 on this one, I think you're good. Go to Colgate Palmolive. I mean, what's the 52-week price range? Yeah, you're 8% below your 52-week high. But brands have pricing power in this economy. So they've been able to raise their prices and keep their, keep their, uh, their stock price up. Their earnings are coming up April 27th. So there you have it. Uh, that's the podcast. Um, I will be back tomorrow, hopefully. Uh, I am sick. Um, I'm still sick. And uh, I'm in New Jersey. Wednesday. Wednesday night, I'm flying back to Atlanta. So Thursday and Friday, I should be back to my old self um, in my home in Atlanta. Uh, and I won't have the dogs to get let out either. Uh, if you are paying more than $30 for your phone bill, Visible is a sponsor of the podcast. Uh, go down below, sign up for Visible Unlimited. It is th- uh, $25 a month. Uh, the, the link below gets you $20 off your first month. If you've got an eSIM, just sign up and try it. It's five bucks because I save you $20. So your first month will be $25 on the low plan. I think it's $35 on the, the high, higher plan. So if you want the higher plan, which basically gets you the equivalent of a uh, of Verizon, you're not rate limited until you go over like 150 gigs. So um, <clears throat> yeah, on that higher plan, the higher plan is great. I do the lower plan. I don't particularly see any problems. I don't see rate limitations. I don't see anything of the sort, <clears throat> so go down below and do that. If you like the charts that I have, if you like the algorithm that I have, TrendSpider. Sign up for TrendSpider. There's a link down below, um, and you can get 25% off with the code DSP25. Uh, if you have any questions, hit me up. Uh, I will be back. I am on YouTube daily. Remember, just go over to YouTube. Sign up for YouTube. Uh, yeah, we got a bunch of people listening to this one on YouTube. Earnings week, you can trade around earnings. The 65-minute algorithm on TrendSpider is great to trade around earnings. It, it, you, know, you can scan with it, too. I've got a scan based on it to find out which, which group of stocks you want to trade. So uh, if you have any questions, hit me up. Join the Facebook group. All the link tree is down below. Thanks, you guys. Take care.